Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With an energy poverty crisis comes food poverty. Because if you can't afford energy, then you can't afford much more. You certainly can't afford food. Now, Katrina Toomey of Cork Penny Dinners, you'll be part of the cost of living protest at the weekend in the city. But food poverty, Katrina, I would suggest is nothing new to you. But at this stage, I think the levels of it already are frightening. Good morning. Morning, PJ. Yes, they're very frightening. And again, we start off the day, you know, a penny dinner is the same kind of as everybody else. And we get new people every day and they have the same story. It's a case of the poor getting poorer and the rich getting richer. And those that are in between then are either lucky, they go up or they come down. And yeah. that's that's what it is in a, in a nutshell. And people aren't very lucky at the minute because the cost of everything has gone up right across the board from, you know, things that you kind of don't see going up. They just go up, you know, even to go into the car parks, they're gone up. Every little thing has gone up. Mm. And the decision to heat or eat, that is now not just a possibility, it is inevitable. That's what's happening to people. And we saw, you know, we're... On the back of a pandemic, we're supposed to be in recovery, and now we're being hit with this. Like, how much more can people take? And how long does it take before the government realises, you know, that we're that this is a crisis? The president said it the other day. Mm. The housing is more than a crisis. No, it's a disaster. Well, that's what we're going to have, disastrous results for many, many people. And we'll have everything rising again, like mental health. You know, more and more people suffered enough through the pandemic. Now they're going to suffer more because of the fear of everything going up and what they can afford, what they won't be able to afford and what's at risk for them. And in many cases, it could be their homes. Mm. Yeah. So like that, that report on the papers this morning about the energy going to get even dearer into the autumn and winter, yeah. like it's already gone up ridiculously. It's gone, it's gone way up, yeah. Look, a person, even take a bag of coal. One bag of coal doesn't heat anybody's house for the week. You have to get two, two and a half. And look at the prices just to buy two two bags of coal. It's it's priced really over everybody's head, so it's a struggle to, to pay that. It's a struggle to pay your electricity. It's a struggle to pay your gas. It's a struggle to pay everything. Mm. And like 
it shouldn't be. There isn't one thing out there that no, at the minute, is not a struggle to pay. You go to the petrol pumps now and everything has gone up. People, do you know, we saw a girl on the road yesterday and somebody just stopped ahead of us, but we heard him because we were at the lights, you know, saying, hey, all right. And she said, ran out of petrol. She was mortified, do you know. And that's kind of going to be the story, I'd say, from here on in for an awful lot of people because it has gone way, way up and that's going to hit lots of things as well because talk about when the kids now get their holidays from school they'll need food at home extra food those that are in schools that get and look we're talking about schools that maybe you know people would say like that okay these schools get special treatment like because the kids there need it but there are other schools as well that mm -hmm. don't get that special treatment that need it too so that's something that we have to to look at just because a person is going to a certain school and they don't have um, a food policy in place for the children doesn't mean that some children don't need it either they do mm. and we, we find that as well because we get call outs for that and we know people are finding it hard to pay their school fees as well yeah. uh, and that would be those that would be going to private schools and their kids might be in there two, three years and now they're facing into that difficulty yeah. when people go back to school in September that's a crippling month for any family yeah. and between the uniforms the sacks the shoes the jackets the books oh god I... uh, and all the extra stuff that they have to pay for so they're only leaving school for the summer holidays and in eight weeks they have that mad struggle back again. Yeah. So it seems to be we have Christmas, then we have, you know, Patrick's Day, we have all these, Easter, we have all these things coming up. So you, you kind of never get out of anything. Nothing is just mm. plain sailing. We just don't go from day one of January to, to the end of December. Well, there's lots of stuff happening in between. We have confirmations, we have communion, there's, you know, baptisms, very, there's very, everything. Very ordinary so, things. Very ordinary, ordinary stuff things. stuff that should be affordable yeah. for everyone, but no, no, I'm no not Katrina, anymore. No, what, what will happen when I talk to, say, just Michael McGrath, for example, or, or Micheál Martin on the occasions we get a chance to speak with him, or if, if Pascal Donoghue is around, or any one of the ministers, they will always say the same thing. They will say, we don't have control over international affairs like wars and their effect on prices, and you're asking us to control things we can't control. Do you believe that? No. Not for one minute. I believe that the rise in everything is um, more money for the government. And everybody believes that as well. And everybody knows that that's the case. And, um, you know, experts have come out and they've explained. So people are in the know. Now, years ago, when things went up and governments went in and things happened, people weren't in the know. But they're all in the know now because they all have the internet. They have it on their phones just coming up. And you have experts with, you know, great credibility speaking and saying, yes, a government has to be able to control anything no matter what happens mm. and it has to be able to control the prices mm. well there is the law tools, there the I've, I've been quoting yeah. this for a there couple is. of months there's law there that states the government can intervene to control prices and control the market in a case of an economic emergency and we we are what people would argue we are facing that in our autumn and winter we're facing a lot of stuff and look look at the price of a packet of cigarettes for people in all fairness you know a lot of people like suffer with their nerves and the only thing they might have is a cigarette should they're going to suffer more with their nerves no because they can't even afford the cigarettes and like i don't smoke i'm not condoning cigarettes but i'm just saying that it's a fact of life that people do smoke yeah. and that's been priced out for them do you know like you can 
you know, the one thing, like, that stayed open right through the pandemic. But the off-licenses, they never closed, you know. And, and uh, now we have the, the repercussions for that or the consequences of it when a lot of more people drank at home and, and drank more to, to you know, to, to look after, thinking mm. that they could dim the pain of the, the loneliness, the I isolation, know. the fear of all the things they were suffering. So, kind of like, if... The, you, the government can do what they want to do. They're in charge. You brought they something up a few minutes ago, and I remember it myself, and even thinking back to it, and we, at the time, we had, you know, we had an, a, a decent income coming into the house, but when I think back to our days of back to school and, and when the twins were small, I, I still shiver at the costs incurred in the second half of every August the first half of every September I am so glad we're not facing into that now. That's the thing I think that families all over the city and county are at this very moment, Katrina terrified of what it's going to cost them to send the kids to school and what it's going to cost them to get them there look the the, the cost, look, look at the students that have to get the buses from the rural areas to the schools there the fees for the buses that's going to have to go up because of the cost of fuel going up and that is quite expensive you know it's a very big expense for people that have to do that as well so there's lots of other I won't say hidden extras but there's lots of other things that people have to pay mm-hmm. and they just will not be able to afford it so what's going to happen when someday everybody just downs tools and says that's it we can't do it anymore it's it's finished for us look there's strategies after strategies and you hear that there's this point plan and that point plan but basically all all you're getting is stuff on paper and nothing really being told to the people like that that has been done nothing being shown to the people that has been done there's nothing there um, mm. look so well, many they will say we've spent into, they will say we're spending billions and we they will say that we're spending an awful lot of money on trying to alleviate it and and they'll show you figures of this couple of billion and that couple of billion so they will say we're spending no. money they're not, they're, they're not, they give everybody, was it 100 or 200 euros yeah. for the electricity that time? For the, but why don't, why don't they just control the cost of it, bring it down? Yeah. Why did the government have to get such huge profits at this time on the backs of ordinary people that are working and that have to pay for all those bills? It's the same at the petrol station. If, if you were to find out how much the government was getting and how much the well, petrol station that. was we getting. We did that the other morning, and, Katrina. Yeah, we did you, that. You it's, about, see, it's, it's, it's more yeah, than listened, half. Yeah. It's more than half. Exactly. Yeah. So why, why, why are they going to let people suffer and just fill up their, you know, and then, like, somebody up there has to take control. Okay. And somebody up there has to say, it's time to stop this now. It's time to give the ordinary people... Whether they're working, whether they there's two people working in the house. Look, you have two people. You could have a house, household with two or three people working in it, and they're still struggling. They're still getting Mortgages to the end of the month. Are very high. Their rents yeah. are very high. Yeah. Yeah. Their yeah. bills are very high. Yeah. And now everything commuting is going to be very high for everybody. Well, like, what, what do they expect people to do? Do they want the country, country to be run into the ground? No, no. And, listen to the the many people that are speaking out about it. Do you know, they should be really very afraid that so many people are coming out now and saying they're finding it hard, they're struggling. And that's something that they should be 
alarm by. It's something they should be listening to. And I suppose it's also something that they should, when the president spoke up the other day, he probably said, well, everybody in the country felt like it has gone beyond crisis point and the world was disaster. And this is what's going to happen. Disastrous results for letting this go on and on and on. People just can't do it. Look at our suicide rates. Look at our mental health rates. Look at our hospitals. And like people would say, oh, I was over in the hospital and everyone is on trolleys or you're waiting 15 hours, 20 hours. And it's because of the staff, their work to the bone. Yes, yes. Katrina, I could stay talking to you all day because you have so much to say and there's not a person in the room, I think, disagreeing with you right now. Thank you very much. Katrina Toomey of Cork Penny Dinners. Just laying it blunt and plain, as she always does, about the kind of things that people are facing. Now, I made that point to her that if you have Pascal Donoghue or Michael McGrath or Simon Coveney or Michal Martin at the end of the telephone, they will tell you, well, we're spending this and we're investing that and we're already after pumping this much in and pumping that much in. They will then go on to tell you, well, there's so much about this crisis that is international and driven by geopolitics, driven by global politics, and over that we have no control. We can't control what's happening in Ukraine. We can't control what's happening as a result of what's happening in Ukraine. Do you believe them, Mick Barry? Good morning. Or is it true, even? There is some truth in that, yeah. Uh, Inflation is being uh, imported from Ukraine, Russia. No one can argue with that. Um, Inflation is also um, what's happened uh, after COVID with the global global supply chains uh, is is feeding into this. However, what Michal Martin, Michael McGrath and Pascal Donoghue will never talk about is the issue of profiteering. So is profiteering going on here? Unquestionably, the answer to that is yes. I can give you a couple of examples if you want. Without landing me on the steps of the High Court, if you wouldn't mind, Mick, please. Okay, well, I always look over my shoulder on that myself, PJ. So, look, uh, board gas airing increased um, electricity and gas prices, 39%, 27%. Their parent company is a company called Centrica. Mm -hmm. Centrica clocked profits last year of £948 million sterling. Their Irish end lost money, though. No, their Irish end made money. Uh, it wasn't uh, in, 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 in that up uh, that end of the scale, but their Irish end made money. Another company that made money last year was the ESB. Yeah. Six, £673 million. Euro. If the ESB were told, uh, look, lads, you don't have to lose money this year, but just break even, right? they would be able to slash prices. Right? True. Very true. It's a state company. The government could instruct them to do it, but they're refusing to do that. There's a couple of examples, I could give you a lot more, of the profiteering that's taken place. There should be zero profiteering in this crisis, and the government needs to be put under massive pressure to take steps in that direction. Is it, though, as simple as just turning around to the ESB and Pascal Donoghue and saying, lads... You made a colossal profit last year. Well done. Now, this year, we need you to just break even, and we need that money back. And we're telling you, that's what you have to do. Is it as simple as that? Uh, the government have the power to do it. Uh, there would be knock-on effects because... Uh, be holy murder, Mick, let's face it. There'd be holy murder. 
there would be holy murder in this sense that uh, all the other energy companies uh, would be undercut by the SB and would be driven out of the market, right? Their workers would go on the dole. Uh, the ESB could employ them and soak them all up, and we'd be, we'd be back to one big state uh, provider of electricity, but it would be at reasonable rates. But the, that goes completely against the dictates of the capitalist markers. And Varadkar and Martin are siding with the capitalist markers against the needs of the ordinary uh, consumers. And then we pick up the papers this morning and we read an extra 70 euro. Uh, nearly a thousand euro a year on the energy bill. Yeah, the ESRI uh, are saying, and I'm quoting uh, from the Irish Independent, where Hugh O'Connell and Charlie Weston have the story this morning. They are more or less warning that doing things like cutting the VAT on electricity, and if you could do it, cutting VAT on fuel, that's not the way to go. In fact, they, they, they see that as economically short-sighted. But if you don't do that, what are they going to do? Well, I'll tell you uh, another thing that could be done. Um, we're looking at it from the price end of thing. Let's look at it from the point of view of the money in your pocket point of thing, right? I think that every worker in the, in the country uh, needs and deserves a wage increase. I think that those wage increases should match the rate of inflation. I think that the minimum wage needs to be increased to 15 euro. Now, the government... That would have, burst companies, Mick. That would burst small companies. Well, it's interesting, PJ, because uh, the government have been saying... Because remember, more, just to, say, to pay to pay a worker 15 euro an hour, you've got to take in twice that. So that would burst small companies. Or what it would do would make, would make the price of the services and goods they provide unsustainable for the purchaser. Okay, well, there's two things you could, you could do. There were top-up payments during COVID... So the state could say to smaller businesses, open your books, and if you can prove to us that you genuinely can't afford it, put forward a plan that shows that you could do it in two years' time and we'll give you a top-up in the meantime. But the medium size and the large companies certainly, certainly could afford to pay €15 of a minimum wage. And it's interesting that the government line for months has been that we don't want a wage price spiral, that if if you go for a wage increase, you're chasing your tail, because it'll knock on onto prices. Mm. There are beginning to be economists now in this country and other countries who are saying that ain't true. Yeah, and that's the old economic argument, isn't it, though? If you chase inflation, inflation will always win the race. That's the argument. But there is uh, data being produced in Europe and in America uh, which shows that... That may have been the case in the 1970s. I think there's a strong argument against that. But it just doesn't apply today. For example, there's an outfit in the United States called the Economic Policy Institute. It did an analysis of inflation in the U.S. 2020 to 2022. Mm. They said that 55% of inflationary price increases were down to what they described as excess corporate profiteering. Mm. They were asked, were wage increases a factor? They said, yes, they were. How much? 8%. Okay? So, uh, you remember all the top uh, politicians jetted off a month ago to Davos mm-hmm. in Switzerland. I do. For the World Economic Forum. I do. There was a speech made at the World Economic Forum um, by one of the senior members of the International Monetary Fund. Very conservative organization. Not too many left-wing socialists in there, PJ, right? She made the point that, 
for big companies at the moment, profits are at such a level that there is no reason why wage increases would have to cause price increases. They could be absorbed by the profits. And she asked an interesting question. And it's a question that should be asked of Michal Martin, Leo Varadkar and, and Michael McGrath. Why is it, she said, that it's the working people who are always asked to show wage restraint and never the big companies that are asked to pay the pay increases and not increase the prices by showing a bit of restraint yeah. themselves yeah. on their profits. No, listen, no one's going to disagree with it. Here's a, here's a call that's come in. Would this kind of thing apply to all companies? I'm a small business owner. I'm already planning to lay people off, but I'm also practically on the verge of closure. A wage increase like that would make me close. What kind of companies are you talking about? What criteria would apply? I think you would say to companies, open your books. Uh, and I think if companies open their books, you would show that all big companies, the majority of medium-sized companies, and some small companies would be able to pay that. The small companies that wouldn't could be gotten over the hump with the kind of top-up system yeah. that I described uh, there. It's Where there's a will, there's a way, and yeah. it's doable, PJ. Well, we, well, one thing we did learn during the pandemic is the word impossible should no longer be in the dictionary because many things became possible overnight. Mick, just lastly, before I let you go, uh, there's, uh, again, this comes in many could we not just get rid of the USC? Now, now, I remember predicting back in 2011 when I read this, it was on holidays when they confirmed it was coming in, and I turned to the wife and I said, temporary, my backside. That's not going anywhere, is it? They're never going to get rid of that. Okay, so the government argument is that you cannot get rid of the USC or cut the uh, government share at the petrol pump because there won't be as much money then to provide for the health service and the education service, Okay. The argument against that, which is the argument that I would make, is, look, if, for example, you were to bring in a 2% modest tax on millionaires, on their incomes over a million euro, uh, and uh, it was to be the top 5% uh, in society, that would raise just shy of $5 billion, which would more than cover the USC and a cut at the petrol pumps. And if I could finish on this point, PJ, because sure. I know you're, you're trying to bring this to an end, right? Well, I'm just trying to open it to the floor for listeners, really. Exactly, yeah. So people have been giving out and grumbling about this for months now, and rightly so. But on Saturday, for the first time in this city, people have a chance to go beyond giving out about it and to do something about it. Cork's first cost-of-living protest is being held. People are assembling in Patrick Street, outside of Brown Thomas, at 2 o'clock this Saturday. It's being supported by a broad range of groups, community groups, trade union groups, student groups, and we are urging people to take an hour, an hour and a half out on Saturday, come down and join, uh, join us. Okay. As, as, some, as someone said, one of, one of the young people uh, uh, said uh, uh, on a megaphone uh, the other day, they said, uh, heating or eating, it shouldn't be a choice. Join the protest and raise your voice. People have a chance to raise their voice on Saturday, and I hope to see them there. All right, Mick, thanks for that. That's Mick Barry, uh, Solidarity TD for Cork North Central. Cork's 96 FM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.